0: Adele has been in touch and she is absolutely livid. She says she can't believe they didn't leave schools until Monday. We would have gained four days of avoiding Omicron. The family near me with four kids are getting it one by one since Christmas. And by the end of it, it's looking like they'll have done 30 days isolation as they don't have it together. One is getting it after the other. 30 days, Adele says. When my child goes back to school, I know I'll end up getting this virus after minding myself for the last two years and taking every instruction and guidance from public health and this government. I'm very angry with the government right now. I've pulled my child from after school since well before Christmas, and I'm considering not sending him back tomorrow anyway to primary school. Uh, well, let's hear what others have to say about uh, this. Uh, Karen Sugru is with us, uh, and McMomond, a psychotherapist. And good morning to you, Karen, and happy new year to you. Morning, Joe. Happy new year to you. All right, so this is tricky, isn't it? It's tricky mentally, it's uh, the strain on people, the uh, physical uh, aspects of uh, getting Omicron, uh, and then you have the juggling that's needed in school, out of school, in uh, 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 childcare, out of childcare.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this is extraordinarily difficult, and it is extraordinarily difficult at the end of almost two years of extraordinarily difficult times, And I think what we're seeing is very, very understandable exhaustion and upset and a bit of despair coming from a huge number of directions. Uh, Teachers, absolutely, parents, kids. There's so many elements to this particular question that I, I, I think that given the two years that we have all put down, the amount of upset that's out there is completely understandable.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, letter uh, that's uh, in the public domain that was written to the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, uh, by uh, Sive Ryan, and uh, she says, she's from Limerick, I'm writing to you in relation to the reopening of schools. I understand you're under so much pressure from everyone in relation to it, but I'd like to bring a concern I have to you. I'm 17 years old. I'm a fifth year attending school in Ortsgolwyrra in Corbally. I'm hoping to become a vet as I love and have a passion for animals I'm hoping to attend college in Poland as a result in order to do so I need to do very well in my leaving cert. My school is a fantastic school who do everything and anything for us to reach our full potential. I love seeing my friends and learning new things uh, I have loved uh, walking in the doors of the school as they welcome everyone with open arms and make you feel comfortable which is a hard thing to do for adolescent girls. However for the past year and a half I have dreaded going into school with the unbearable temperature of the classrooms I'm forced to sit in for at most nine hours a day because I do after school study as well. The INTO union released a statement on Twitter stating that 18 degrees is the minimum temperature a classroom must be for it to be considered working conditions. The classrooms in my school and every other school in Ireland do not reach this. Instead they fall far behind reaching at most 14 degrees Celsius. We recorded this temperature for a double chemistry class that I had and even falls below that at times. It's freezing and I know in order to fix this it is to layer up. I can see my school is trying their best by turning on the heating but that does nothing as heat rises and as it rises it goes out the window and and they have to be kept open. It's hard for my school and many others listening to 600 students complaining they're too cold. Some students don't attend school for this very reason. I can't feel my fingers as they're numb. I can't concentrate properly and I can't wait for 5.50 for the bell to ring so I can go home and warm up. It's hard listening to the Taoiseach and members of the doll claiming repeatedly that classrooms are a safe environment when they haven't been in a freezing cold classroom themselves for nine hours a day it is unbearable And at this point, I am begging you, Minister, to please help. Of course, our classrooms are well ventilated, but what good is that when half of my classmates are out sick with the common cold or the flu? Claiming schools are a safe environment is one thing, but not experiencing this cold is another thing. I strongly urge you, Minister Foley, to put HEPA filters into every classroom in every school across Ireland so I and every other person attending school in Ireland can finally enjoy school again, feeling warm and knowing that we can reach our full potential. We've missed so much these past two years because of Covid. Don't let our future be another thing we lose and thank you so much for reading my email and taking time out of your day and I really hope you will take into consideration what I brought to your attention. Stay safe. Sive Ryan, uh, who is a student at Art School in Corbilly, and her email to the Minister for Education, Norma Foley. What do you make of that, Karen?
1: what a wonderful email i saw that yesterday and i was just so impressed by um our young people and the the i think i mean to me uh, there's no question but that she's right and the, the the issue here is unfortunately one of of competing rights um and there is no best case scenario here there is least worst there is harm reduction but there is no best case scenario and I think that that the the young person who wrote that is absolutely right to put the the buck back into the hands of the government because teachers are really being and and parents and children and young people are being treated abominably by government um teachers Work has been trivialised for a very, very long time, and that is a, d- a discussion for a different day. But what we're seeing right now is the very specialised nature of the work the teachers do. Effectively, by opening the schools tomorrow, the government is is putting out the message that teachers' work is vital. and And let me just say, it absolutely is. There is no question, but that, to my mind, as a psychotherapist, that kids need to go to school. That is. A given. However, teachers need to have a safe work environment. So these things are both true at the same time. And it is on government to make sure that teachers doing this very, very important, very specialized work have a safe environment to do their work in. As a parent, as a therapist, as a person from a, a family of teachers, it is absolutely vital that we all, um, for our children, know that their teachers have a safe place to work. Mm. They have that right. Okay. And that is not being upheld.
0: Um, Michelle Daly, another Limerick mum and a good friend of the Limerick Today show, is on the line. Hi, Michelle.
1: Hi, Joe. Happy New Year. You too,
0: you too. So, what are your thoughts on all of this? I mean, it, it is a serious dilemma, isn't it?
2: It is, it is. And and like Karen, I'm so impressed by Sive's letter. As a former arts girl myself, I'm impressed by her ability to articulate, which is a very, very complicated issue. And, you know, as a mum myself, I have an eight-year-old and send him to school tomorrow hoping for the best. I, I think that that's all we can do is really be very fluid in this and the environment and listen to our children. You know, I, I ask them all the time, I say, do you, do you need another jumper? Is it cold in school? You know, is it a problem? With regard to COVID, I'm thinking, you know, it's very much like we spent all of Christmas dodging and diving and avoiding people and trying to figure out who's a close contact and who's not a close contact and isolation. And it's a bit like being in one of those Super Mario Brothers um, games where you're dodging the... (laughs) Or Pac-Man or something. I don't know why. Very old school. But, you know, you're dodging the the lasers all the time and you, you finally get to, like, January the 6th And, you know, then there's a big pool of lasers
0: in schools. It it, it is. I mean, it's extremely stressful, isn't it? I mean, for every Mm -hmm. single one of us, for every person uh, listening, just the constant, "Oh, oh, have I sanitized? Who am I meeting? How many people am I meeting? Am I going to insult somebody by not turning? All that stuff. It is. It is.
2: And we're trying to do our very best for our children. We want them to be socially, you know, We want to make sure that we're not doing them harm by keeping them home from school, but we don't want to send them to school if it's unsafe. And, you know, and I know that the teachers and the principals are doing their very, very best to try and be there to provide the education that our children need. You know, and I I keep thinking of, you know, people like Sive and I have nieces and nephews who are in junior search and in leaving search. You know, it's very difficult for them. I think that report that came out on Tuesday about, or no, it came out on Monday perhaps, about the effect on our adolescents. I think that's really, really important to take in, that we can't just have school closures. But if we don't have enough teachers who are well in the school, how can the school open? So I think we need to accept that,
0: you know? Yeah, and it feels like we'll end up just... Bumping along for the month of change—that seems to be the the government's approach. They've almost factored in the fact that it'll be an extremely difficult uh, month.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think what they're trying to do is open as many schools as possible. But if a school doesn't have enough teachers, there's obviously some quota that must be reached for it to be safe.
0: Yeah. To have children, in I'd say there's nobody else sitting around the cabinet table who currently would take either the health job or the education job. I suspect they wouldn't be rushing to put their hands up to, uh, to replace the ministers in those roles, that's for sure. All right, well, listen, great to chat to the two of you. Thank you very much for joining us uh, at the start of the uh, new year, first week of January. And, and that is Michelle Daly and Karen Sukru.